ways that you can push your English to higher levels, even if you feel that your progress is stuck or moving very slowly. I'm talking about a very common phenomenon, in fact, in any language, called the intermediate plateau. And this usually happens at an intermediate level. I've been here too, the intermediate plateau. Like you begin learning a language and it's like, yeah, I'm learning all these things. And then you kind of like plateau. You get to a level where things don't continue and you feel like progress goes much more slowly. The intermediate plateau doesn't exist. It's a myth. There is no such thing as intermediate plateau in language learning. Hello guys, this is Daniel Goodson, the language learner. On this episode of my Fluent Podcast, we cover the question how to overcome the intermediate plateau in language learning. I knew the topic already and I also came across this problem. In fact, the intermediate plateau was one of the reasons why I started out to podcast, to produce my fluent podcast. I wanted to become a better speaker. I wanted to overcome the intermediate plateau. In the past, I already have listened to different podcasts which covered exactly this topic. But recently, I came across this topic again. I got inspired by a video from Virtually Native on YouTube. That was exactly the point where I decided to make an episode out of. And I want to give you my take on this But also I want to show you a bunch of different podcasts which cover exactly the same topic. And I'm gonna put the links on my show notes. So if you are going to be inspired by the audio files I implement here, you can just head over to the original resource and listen to the whole podcasts or YouTube video. So let's head for the first video from Virtually Native, the host called Vladimir. And very typical for Virtually Native is the statement right out from the beginning. The intermediate plateau doesn't exist. It's a myth. So the host oftentimes makes controversial statements. In my opinion, it's just to attract more people to his videos. What I found very funny, even though he makes the statement that it doesn't exist such a thing, in the middle of the video, all of a sudden he says, Contrary to what I said, there is this thing called the intermediate plateau. Because what people do is study languages instead of focusing on the information those languages convey. Language is a tool for getting information. Language is information. Language equals information. Information first, language second. If you focus on the language, you will get stuck. You will reach a limit, hit a wall, because your brain cannot retain all that language, all that vocabulary and grammar without the information, without the knowledge. So far, so good. But then he goes on and recommends to just keep consuming compelling information. According to Virtually Native, you just need compelling input. That's it. That's the solution. Even though I agree with a lot of the statements made from Vladimir, the host of Virtually Native, I don't agree 100% on that one. I'll explain you why. I mean, of course, you need to consume compelling information, but it's just not enough 
to just keep consuming compelling information, in my opinion, you also need to express yourself. It needs to, to speak or to write as well. It's not enough consuming information. And I'm going to read out loud a, a great comment I found on this video. It's from Dakota Abroad. And it says, While I 100% agree with what you say about using the information and keeping actually language focus is a more minor role, I think, you are misrepresenting what the intermediate plateau is. It's not about actually being stuck and not improving. It's about feeling like you're not improving. Once you've learned all the basic grammar that's needed, all you really have left is vocabulary. Once the comparatively small area of grammar is acquired, normally rather quickly, it takes a long time for the vocabulary to catch up. And learning new vocabulary is often not as obvious as learning new grammar because there's just so much of it. So that was the first part about virtually native. And now let's move on to, to the next chapter. A slightly different approach takes Azrin from azrinthelanguagenerd.com. You'll now hear 40 seconds from his episode about the intermediate plateau. I want everybody to look at this in an optimistic way. You need to realize that B1, aka a low intermediate level, if you have that sort of fluency, in fact, if you have any sort of fluency where you can hold any kind of conversation in a language, you need to view that positively. You cannot view that as, oh my goodness, Oh, I still have such a long way to go. This is so frustrating. Why am I not better? That attitude does absolutely nothing for you. You need to realize you are now better than most, than many, 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 perhaps even most other people in that language. And I really, really liked his tips, even though they are difficult to grasp as they are more of a general advice. It's more of a mindset thing. So basically he gave two tips in his episode about the intermediate plateau. The first thing was just to have a positive attitude. In his podcast, he wants to make a call to action for his listeners to have a perspective shift, what a lower intermediate level means. And the second tip is that it, it shouldn't be a disappointment if after three years you are still at B1 level. You need to understand that it just takes time. Don't beat yourself up. And he says that even he, as a, a very experienced learner, after five years learning Mandarin, he still has a rough, roughly B1 level. And even though he is a, a considered to be a language nerd, people think he is so good in languages, but still he is at B1 level. And it's just normal. And he goes on by explaining, as long as you put in your best effort, you most likely are going to get to an advanced level. And that could be maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years. They are always different circumstances and people are different. Some are faster, some are some take more time, but it's normal. 
It's important to get comfortable and enjoy yourself as you are learning. Feel good about your progress. Feel good about your level. I think as a general whole, in life as a whole, optimism is a good thing. At least trying your best to be optimistic. So, this was Azran, the language nerd. So, let's head over to the next podcast. Oli Richard covered the Intermedia Plateau as well. He is the host of the fantastic show called I Will Teach You a Language. It's such a common thing. People, people in fact, it's, it's known as the Intermediate Plateau because it's inevitable for virtually any language learner that when you reach the intermediate stage or, or around about B1 on the common European framework of reference, you start to find that your progress kind of grinds to a halt and that you just, you, you're just not really improving. And now I'll try to sum up his episode number 20 called How Can I Go From Intermediate to Advanced? According to Oli, hitting this plateau happens essentially because you already have become familiar to the most frequent words and phrases of the language. Whereas in the beginner stage, quantity went over quality, now quality becomes more important. And finally, it all comes down to the concept of frequency. To become advanced, the difficulty lies into understanding stuff in detail. So you really have to go into the depth what you are studying. And advanced phrases or words don't come up that frequent as easier words or phrases. And that's the reason why it is more difficult for you to remember it or to, to get over this plateau. So Oli gives different recommendations how you could go further. For example, you could set yourself reading goals or writing goals. And maybe you could sign up for an academic course or a business course. The most essential is to challenge yourself. You may be overwhelmed at the beginning, but it definitely will bring you further. Now, what's next is this less common language, stuff that you don't hear every day. So you need to change things up and do something a little bit different in order to start to learn that stuff. So what are these new different things? Well, first of all, you need to have a lot more challenging input in Spanish. Okay. So this was the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. You may head over to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com. Oli's full episode lasts about 13 minutes. What's coming up next? Well, with Luke's English Podcast, episode 385 and 86, you'll get almost two hours of audio content about the topic breaking the intermediate plateau. This is incredible. Luke really goes into the details. So if you want to have insight into this subject, into this topic, I totally recommend you to go to teacherluke.co.uk and have a listen to his podcast.
For example, he explains what actually intermediate means. He goes into the descriptions about the CEFR, B1 and C1 descriptions. He goes on about how you know if you're at the intermediate plateau. And in addition to that, he explains why do people hit intermediate plateau. And of course, he gives recommendations, tips and tricks how to overcome the intermediate plateau. First of all, there is no magic formula or single way to do it. All right. No cheat code for getting out of a plateau in your language learning. It comes down to you. It comes down to attitude, time and practice. It's about setting goals. It's about setting a study plan. Uh, it doesn't have to be serious and boring. Uh, you can make it fun. Well done if you got to the intermediate level. That's excellent. What you just need to do is just change a few things and just sort of start again. And you will see that if you do it right, that your English will make even more progress. Like the progress you made before, you can do that again and get to a higher level. You just have to do it right. So merely getting by in the language is not enough anymore. You need to explore push it further, test yourself and increase the challenge. Right. So um, first suggestion is this. Follow just one subject in a lot of depth. You want to develop a more advanced level of vocabulary and grammar, especially the vocabulary. But there is so much of it. There's so much vocab out there. How can you cover it all? Now, instead of just scraping the surface of a few topics, instead of just learning vocab in general, what you could do is try going into loads and loads of depth in just one or two topics. Find out about one specific subject in a lot of depth instead of lots of subjects in not very much depth. Next thing, challenge, challenge. So one of the reasons that you made so much progress before was that everything was a challenge. You met lots of resistance and it was very frustrating and confusing and stressful at the time you know, that resistance of like not being able to express yourself, not being able to understand things. Uh, it was frustrating, but you pushed through it. And now there is less resistance now that you're at this sort of plateaued level, but you have to keep pushing. So that means challenge yourself, push yourself out of your comfort zone uh, and do anything that's going to bring that resistance back. And that could be things like, you know, teaching the language to someone else. Try teaching English to someone. And you'll find that suddenly you need to really become very, very familiar with the grammar and the vocabulary. You need to be uh, really on top of your English if you're going to teach it to someone else. Um, habit is the third thing. Habit. You need to add a lot of these things into your daily routine. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm talking to you about lots of things that you can apply to your life that are going to improve your English. But honestly, how many of you are actually going to do these things. Now, I think it's probably not many of you, because I know that people are creatures of habit, and I'm no different, because I know all of this stuff, okay? And how much of this do I apply to my French? Well, not very much, only a small portion. That's a complicated reason. I'm not sure why, uh, but it's about habit. Um, just make a few little changes and do them regularly, and it should become part of your habit. So just build habits Next thing is exposure. It's important to expose yourself to lots of English. Uh, but think about the types of English that you're exposing yourself to. So, and just so you know, these excerpts of Luke's English podcast were edited massively by me. Because normally he goes on kind of rambling and he goes really into the details. 
But I wanted to give you just an idea how he goes about it and how he explains things. And mainly I wanted to show you some of his recommendations. And these were not all recommendations. So, this was Luke's English Podcast. I will say that, to be honest, by producing this episode, I was sort of overwhelmed by the mass of information. I couldn't handle it because there is way more podcasts out there. And actually, I wanted to cover even more podcasts in it. But we are almost at minute 20 and I don't think that people... <laughs> will make it so far. Obviously, it's a topic which is discussed very often. So, in my opinion, the crucial thing here is to stay positive, to get a positive mindset. And that's something that I should bear in mind as well. We should be proud of what we, we have reached so far. And, of course, it is crucial as well to to find compelling input to find compelling information and we should also make up a plan or at least set ourselves goals even better smart goals so to wrap this episode up i will explain to you how i could improve my english by producing this episode Actually, that is sort of the learning perspective of this episode. While I got a lot of learning inputs by listening to different podcasts related to the same topic, which is obviously the Intermediate Plateau. And besides that, I read a bunch of things in English. In this case, I went to Luke's English Podcast website and read the comments over there. I made up my own opinion on the topic, I jot down bullet points and partly I wrote down a script. I rehearsed or recorded several times, I re-listened to my own recordings to make out glitches or pronunciation errors. Of course, when I came across difficult vocabulary, I looked it up on a mono and bilingual dictionary. I like both methods, so by producing this episode I could better my English in an, for me, engaging way. Thanks for your time, I'm Daniel Goodson, and this was my full podcast.